Hi everyone, um, my name is Emma Mamo and I'm Head of Workplace Wellbeing at Mind, the mental health charity. Thanks for joining us today. Um, this podcast is part of a project that we've been collaborating on for a number of years um, with partners across the electronic music industry, all about raising awareness of mental health and improving the culture for people working in the industry. The partners are Ninja Tune, so thanks to them for letting us take over their podcast today. And then Percolate, and we've actually got Simon from Percolate as part of the discussion today. And then it's Polly and Paradigm. So in terms of the podcast today, as I said, we've got Simon, who's director at Percolate, sharing his experiences of working in the industry. But then also joined by free artists, um, Elka and Peach, who are absolutely within the electronic music industry. But then also Yaya Bey, who actually is around R&B and hip hop, and is going to be sharing her experiences of working in the music industry in a different genre and more broadly. Um, I suppose the topics we're going to be um, considering is around stigma. Is mental health still quite a taboo in the music industry? What are some of the things that can cause people to struggle while working um, in these roles? Um, what are some of the things that actually you can take, uh, that you can do to take care of yourself? And then I guess just thinking about what the industry can do to support people better. So I'm just gonna turn to everybody to just kind of ask them to introduce themselves, tell us a little bit about themselves and uh, why they wanted to take part today. So um, should I start with Elka? Do you wanna just share? why you wanted to take part and a little bit about yourself. Sure, um, well, thank you for having me. Uh, so my name's Elka, I'm a uh, producer, um, artist, DJ, slash, slash everything. Uh, I also run a label called Femme Culture. Um, and I wanted to participate today because I think mental health and music industry is, is something that is, um, difficult for people to talk about I think that I've definitely found that you have to show your best self all the time and present yourself um without any problems or challenges and um even that is a problem and a challenge <laughs> um I've definitely found um having to be polished um and not free to kind of talk about the bad side sometimes of the music industry because you're worried about being pushed into a certain corner, a troublemaker, or um, someone that's too honest or going to disrupt. So I think that's something that's really important to talk about. And also, also I've personally had experiences with mental health um, associated with being in this job, which is obviously an amazing and thing to have to do for a career. And um, but it's also really it's really challenging at times. I think people don't always see that side of it. Thanks, and that's really helpful and great to hear that, you know, you want to be part of trying to change that. Um, so I'm going to go alphabetically just because I have no favourites. So um, Peach, do you want to go next in terms of introducing yourself? Yeah, hi, and thanks for having me to everybody. Um, my name is Peach. I'm a producer and DJ uh, from Canada, now based in the UK, in London. And I wanted to join because... I also obviously think talking about mental health is really important. And I do also agree that so many people in the music industry um, kind of maybe don't talk about it because they want to put their best face forward. And also don't, maybe they don't want to like kill the vibe or something like that. Um, but I think it's really important to speak about. And, you know, I speak to my friends about it all the time and checking in. And I just hoped that maybe on this sort of podcast, I could give um, 
different perspective and another perspective as someone who I, I actually only went like full time with music a few years ago. So hoping that I could probably give some perspective that may be different other than just the touring DJ, a little bit of pre-touring DJ and post and current and, you know, now unemployed or whatever you want to call <laughs> current COVID situation. Yeah, on the bench. Yeah, no, thank you. Yeah. Bench is good. Bench is very good. Um, brilliant. Um, Simon, do you want to go next and just introduce yourself? Hi, uh, my name's Simon. I uh, co-run a party called Percolate and we also put on some festivals um, as well. So I'm an event and festival producer. I've been interested in mental health through suffering like everyone else has been talking about with sort of the stress and strain of music industry life. Um, I absolutely love the job, but at the same time, it, it does have a really bad burnout culture. And I don't think people are always um, feeling like they can open up about things or um, look out for each other as much as maybe maybe they could they could do because they've you know the people worried that everyone's having too much of a good time to be able to talk about these things and, and it's only when you kind of open up and realize that most people are also struggling struggling with these same issues and we're all in the same boat as such um i definitely think that it's something that there's a real pressure to be party person all the time and that's not really the way that we can run our lives and or, or rather if you become that person that you're always partying or you're always behaving like you're having the most fun in the world that can also lead to massive problems with addiction and um, health issues things like that so the combination of, of all of that has, has led me to kind of work with mine and be interested in, in, in helping out with this and hopefully draw some awareness to, to the issues brilliant thanks simon and then yaya would you like to introduce yourself uh, hi, I'm Yaya. I'm a singer and songwriter. Um, to be honest, um, my label invited me here. And then um, when I heard what the topic was about, I was like, oh, I could talk about that. I just went through a whole pandemic being like stressed and depressed. So I'm sure I have some input and I'm here. <laughs> no, absolutely. No, and thanks you. Thank you for joining. Um, yeah, so just to kind of start off with just delving a bit deeper into this, I just wanted to kind of talk to Simon just about, you know, what were the reasons why you wanted to work with other partners across the electronic music industry to try and change things? You know, what were the things that you were seeing? Obviously, you just shared a little bit about that whole idea of, you know, the blurring between partying and work and and so on. But I don't know if there was like one single incident or it was just kind of seeing a lot of people struggle. But just if you wanted to share a bit more about why you felt things needed to change. So um, I think it wasn't a particular incident. I think it was effectively being at Amsterdam Art Dance Event, like a conference uh, that a lot of the industry go to. I think it was my first time there, maybe first or second time. I was really excited to be there. It felt like a real step into like this larger industry. And and then I kind of, I don't know, you, you go to all these meetings and they're all really high powered and everyone seems really powerful and exciting about what they're doing and then everyone's out all day and out all night and it was absolutely exhausting to be honest um and especially when you're having to like yeah again go around and pretend tell everyone how great what you do is and how great what they do is and you're so excited about it all um operating on very little sleep and kind of um spoke to a friend of mine jim who's an agent at paradigm um and he, he was out there as well we're both just saying that how stressful we found it and how just generally that we weren't able to talk to people about these issues and things like that and, and anyway i think he would hear the time was about to do a marathon for mind and um well, i just talked to him about we talked about doing some throwing some parties and do some sort of 
discussions around working on on these events. I think what I really realised is that I could only really talk about obviously my experience and my you know I might be able to have ideas of what my team go through and things like that and the people I work with directly, but I can't know what it's like to work at an agency or at a label or be an artist because those aren't that's not my knowledge that's not my lifestyle or you know that's not what i do so it was really really important to try and bring in different people who might have similar problems but coming at it from a slightly different position and you really i realized soon that you know speaking to different people that everyone's very much in the same boat and going through the same issues um and whether you're a touring dj you haven't got enough sleep or you're a promoter who's doing parties all over the place and you don't have enough sleep and there's all these different high pressures who've very much in the same space but obviously you might beforehand thought that you were totally different to anything else but you realize that it's all very much the same so that was the reason really yeah no thanks and at the start of that project when we started thinking about how we could support the industry and we wanted to hold a few kind of I suppose focus groups of people from across the industry and asking them about their experiences and we did get people who worked at labels we did get people who were artists promoters um, and so on and it was interesting because there were some very universal issues that came out from those discussions this whole idea about easy access to drugs and alcohol and when work kind of blurs with partying and then the fact that the workload is quite intense and it's not a nine to five job and if someone wants an answer from you they'll contact you on whatsapp they'll contact you an email they'll call you and it just adds to a real pressure cooker and then other people were sharing that idea that you already talked about Elka that this is a dream job it's an amazing thing so how could you be unhappy what are you moaning about and a hundred people would want to do this job and it really inhibits people saying if they are struggling and then the fact that there's not really formal support that people can access for their mental health that's promoted within the industry that people are aware of. And then also there's just a lot of stigma. You don't talk about it. But the interesting thing is if you do, you then do hear from other people, yeah, me too, yeah, me too. But in the, in the main, there's not a very open discussion about it. If you put your hands up, people will then kind of say, yeah, me too. But it's very hard to be that first person, I guess. So I just wanted to kind of ask Elka and, and Peach and, and Yaya, whoever wants to go first, but to hear from all three of you, just if you feel that some of those things are some of the things that you've experienced or something different, or if you just wanted to kind of say what you feel the, the biggest challenges are for people, well, artists kind of working in, in, in the music industry. Um, I was kind of like writing down like while, while everyone was talking and kind of like kind of taking some notes as well, because there was like things that were springing to mind and like burnout is obviously such like a good, is such a prevalent thing that happens in the industry, especially when you're, when you're touring a lot. And I think like, there's definitely a level of like privilege you feel to be touring so much that you're at a position where you're feeling like overwhelmed and, and, but there's so much of it. You don't want to tell people that you're feeling like that, especially even when you're at the gig, like even coming up to the promoter, you're like, I'm tired, but I'm like ready to go because like, you kind of just kind of feel like you want to put on like a, happy face and like let them know that they're like you're going to be all right obviously but and then also like being online like you don't want to be like online complaining because there's like obviously so many other DJs and people that want to be in your position and that want to be in your seat as well and so you don't want to be that person and personally like I've always I'm I'm not I, I haven't always enjoyed the traveling aspect of it like traveling takes a lot of you out of you and of course like coming out of the pandemic right now and there is like kind of gigs on the horizon and a lot of them are UK based I feel quite thankful to be just like taking trains to some places and I'm not going to have to go to an airport or something but there's also a level of like you know just privileged to be doing it but also just kind of concerned as well like looking at my schedule and going oh shit like I'm gonna have to like be 
on the road and like ready to go again, like very soon. And, you know, there's not a lot of people talking about that because everyone just wants to talk about like the opening. And while, while I do obviously more than appreciate what I'm doing and love what my job and love what I do, there's definitely a level of like, you know, you want to be cautious, but you don't want to be like telling every, like, like making it feel like you're not appreciative of what you have. And like, cause I have do have so much gratitude, especially coming from like a position where I wasn't full-time musician and I haven't been an artist my whole life. Um, so yeah, that was, I guess that's a little bit of my own sort of take on this and how like touring to me was probably, is probably the biggest thing that really takes out of you. But then also after the pandemic, it's been, you know, just spending the past year and a half, like pretty much doing nothing almost. Not that everyone has been in that position. And I've obviously, again, in a position of privilege to be able to have not like only played so many gigs um, to be able to just drain my savings for my rent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I can understand that. No, thank you. Um, does anyone want to share for them what they've kind of experienced or? Yeah, I mean, I agree, relate to a lot of what, you just said but um I think it, it's funny it's like a different type of st- like for me coming up and like fighting to get to where I am now as an artist was 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 difficult because it's very up and down and you're always hoping and waiting for the next door to open and you're fighting all the time and again like putting your best foot forward and and um I found that I found that stressful but I uh, most of the time was able to find the energy just to keep going even if things didn't go my way um or people didn't want to book me or sign something or just be heard I think when you're coming up you if you don't have contacts in industry initially you can feel quite alone um which is why I ended up doing it myself and being independent to begin with but um and then for me like that's that's always been fine like I've been able to manage my mental health uh, during that time um like had some incidences when I've been um playing out um with people that haven't been not very nice or um but like I, again I've been able to kind of cope with that for, for me though my the biggest hurdle has definitely been the last 18 months like I've I've I've, I've never really personally had massive mental health um problems like growing up um um of any significance I would say like comparatively to where I've just been like for me I've never had a long period of depression um I've been quite anxious up and down but you know that's the music industry like it's it is up and down it's it's very unpredictable and you have to get used to that like it's like riding a roller coaster all the time but um I think the last six months particularly I definitely had a period of quite heavy depression um and the kind of not knowing what was coming coming and and losing a bit of identity as an artist not being able to perform um that was really hard and I guess I've definitely held back discussing that so openly because you don't there is a I guess there is a fear of of you losing something by giving that away um but I think that community in the industry is really helpful finding people around you that you can trust and talk to and relate to and obviously that's quite hard at the moment because we're not seeing each other that much and not able to connect um obviously the social media which is amazing it can be good but it also can be quite isolating so yeah I, I've, I've definitely I've definitely found re- more recently more difficult than ever 
um, and so excited that things are opening up, but it's also laced with a bit of fear, I think. I, my job is to pull people together in a room and everyone sweat and have a great time, but that also comes with like potentially putting people's health at risk as well as my own, but I'm more concerned about them. That, that, that's a funny dynamic to have to deal with in your own mind. Like I'm excited, but I'm also really worried. But yeah, that's just me. No, no, I can understand that with the pandemic and everyone having to be in isolation now. We want the world to reopen, but it's with all that knowledge of, well, is it safe? What are the best measures to put in place? So now I can really understand that that kind of, not dichotomy, but that kind of <laughs> getting that balance right. But um, Yaya, did you want to kind of share some of your experiences, especially as you work in another part of the industry, just to share if there's things that are similar or different? Um. I can somewhat relate to Elka um, when they say uh, like the fight to get opportunities. Um, it's really different, my experience, um, because I'm black and like being a black artist, it's um, in any kind, not just music, just being a black artist. Um, where it's always a fight because all the spaces are funded by white people, ran by white people, gay kept by white people. Um, I was just with a friend yesterday um, and he's an electronic artist and he invited me to a show and he was like, I'm just gonna let you know there's a lot of white people there, but we're trying to like get into this space because like elect the electronic scene is ran by white people and it's gay kept by white people. Um, and that's like everything. So just the concept of, okay, I'm going to be an artist as a black person is intense and you're going to deal with a lot of, a lot of extreme rejection. Um, and if you don't have a good support system, that's going to be hard. Um, it's, it's a different, it's a, when you talk about mental health for like somebody like me, it's a, it's a whole different ball game because um, I write songs about my life and then I um, I sing them, my shows, most of the people that come to my shows are white people who have no idea what I'm talking about, but they like how it sounds. And so like that, that's a, like sometimes I've had shows where like, I feel crazy. Like I feel like I'm shucking and jiving because the whole, y'all y'all know what shucking and jiving is? <laughs> I was like, wait, y'all probably even know what shucking and jiving, but it feels crazy, you know? Um, to like sing songs for audiences that have no concept of what you're talking about, but they love it. And then you feel sometimes like an exhibit or um, you have to ask white people for money <laughs> and you have to tell them like, this is why this is important. And you have to like fit into a box for them to like give you the money that they, quite essentially owe you <laughs> because you when you talk about the music industry like none of this exists without black people so it's it's all it's a it, it's a whole nother level of like um unhealth like unhealth an unhealthy mind you will you will inherit an unhealthy mind being a black person trying to be an artist no matter what you're doing um, you will you will battle with something because it there's a whole world that doesn't know you can cannot keep you safe 
sometimes does not have good intentions. It intends to exploit you. It, yeah, it's, I could go on and on and on, <laughs> on and on and on and on. <laughs> no, no, but I think, you know, last year the pandemic was hard, but equally, you know, the, the murder of George Floyd, the resurgence of the Black Lives Matter movement, and just some really long overdue discussions about institutional racism across all parts of society, business, everything has been, you know, another thing that people have been dealing with, but the traumatization of like having those necessary conversations, I think for people of color, but also just having to, those, that kind of incongruence, I can, I can kind of understand what you're saying, you know, if you're performing to a white audience, but it's about your experiences as a person of color, just feeling that kind of disconnect. I can imagine that is quite, challenging um I don't know if uh, if you feel what can help if you feel that things are changing because of some of that or like conversations are starting I mean I've seen it in other industries that I'm working with conversations are happening but I just don't know if it's at a pace that makes it feel like we're moving in the right direction so I don't know if you have a perspective on that um I think that it's a thing that um I have this conversation with like all my friends and not just about me, not just about music, like music happens because life happens and in life as a black person, you understand that the change that you need for this generation is not going to happen in your lifetime. It's going to happen. Like that's just how all that's how it's come for the people before me. And that's what it's going to be for the people after me. Um, because the, the truth is that the people in power are not going to make the changes that are necessary. They're just going to make the changes that alleviate some of their guilt, that make it easier for them to move around. Because, because Black people are so important to pop culture and to consumerism that you can't make us too mad now, especially because we are um, making some strides in capitalism. And so we have a little coin, the black dollar is, is important, yada, yada, yada. You don't wanna seem like a racist. So there's, there's like little slight surface really insignificant things that are being made. Like people are posting black boxes and now every company has to like have some sort of, we support black people statement, but like in, in real life, like, you know, my friend yesterday is telling me, oh, we're trying to break into this electronic scene. But it's like, when you talk about house music and club music, you're talking about black people in Chicago and black people in Jersey. And like, that that does not exist without us, but we have to break into it. That's crazy that like, everything we do is like colonized and taken from us. And then we have to fight for our way back into it. But like, you don't have any, any music that's popular you don't have it without black people and specifically poor black people. But we, you have to grow up and like fight your way back into that industry. It is devastating, you know, um, but we, we deal with it and there aren't any significant changes being made, any changes that are going to 
help anyone, <laughs> you know, like in, you know, I'm very fortunate to um, be on big data and to mostly work with people of color. And I'm in a, a very safe environment, but like I'm one person, you know, um, and I had to work a very long time, like a very long time for that to be acknowledged, um, especially because I'm honest. So I'm going to say, I'm not going to hold anything back. I'm going to say what what needs to be said. And that makes it harder for me. And I, I know that too. Um, and I deal and I deal with it, you know. Um, I'm fortunate enough to have a therapist and I I I work through it, but yeah, mental health is different for black people. Like we we just come up and we we're dealing with trauma just as soon as we come into the world. And that's and that is what when you think about music, <clears throat> all music, soul, hip hop, electronic, the blues, rock and roll, punk, all of that is the foundation of that is black pain and trauma. So it, it's sick, really. It's really a, a very sick thing that music comes from the black trauma that like black people are surviving because of like white violence and capitalism. And then white people take that music, colonize that music, exploit it, sell it back to us, and then make us fight for positions of power or just positions to make money and support ourselves in that industry when the whole industry is is based on black people surviving white violence in the first place so like the music industry is sick period like there's not a music executive that is not exploiting people like that's the job that's the whole industry is to exploit people like i've had the privilege to sit in and listen to like some major labels, I'm, I'm not gonna name them. They're like the meetings that they have and how they're finding like these black kids in you know, the American South that are like went viral. It's really just like, which one of these kids is viral? Which one of these kids already has a big following because of the internet? Let's take them, convince them that they need us, give them some money that's like pennies to us and then own their music forever, exploit them forever. That whole burnout culture, like it's disgusting. The whole music industry is absolutely disgusting and deplorable and should be ashamed of itself, just period because of the nature of it is ex exploitation. Now, I think that's a very interesting reflection. And I just want to bring in everyone else because it is very interesting to think about music as one thing, but also creatives more generally. And this idea that there's something that's coming from your life experiences, your soul, and you're putting it out there for people. But then what that means in terms of, as you say, like the people in control and how they can use that as a commodity, but also how fans in social media we've spoken about, but how, you know, the criticism around that can be quite toxic. So I don't know if other people wanted to share their views about some of that idea about, you know, creativity, personal identity, your life experiences, and then how it feels to have that played out where there's money to be made. Um, yeah, I completely agree with that. I also, I'm, I'm of the strongly of the mindset that there is no ethical consumption under capitalism. Like it's just really like, while we are, we while we are under this current and how we will continue to be in this like current, like format of capitalism, which I won't dive too much into, because obviously this isn't about capitalism, but 
like that is also like a struggle that I was feeling like post pandemic was thinking like, you know, we're all thinking about even, even in the way that you guys were both talking about like coming up in, in dance music and in any form of music and how you're, you know, even in the pandemic, like you're trying to put your best foot forward, you're trying to do all this stuff to go forward. And then you come up, everybody's talking and having these conversations being like, you know, we really should support, um, we should support smaller artists, we should support local communities, we should talk about these kind of things. But then we're coming out of the pandemic and everyone's just doing what they were doing before, which is just booking massive artists, um, you know. And why are they doing that? Because they need to sell, which is so frustrating. And especially as like, you know, obviously any size artist, you're just trying to like struggle, like survive, like, like any artist in the past year and a half, like I haven't worked or, you know, made the money needed but I yeah I'm kind of losing sight of sorry what you kind of questioned before but I just think like you know in in full like open conversation like we it's really difficult for you to be an artist and just kind of think like oh well like I can make money from this without it being like also just like a game of like where you're putting your money especially when you're like um in especially in dance music when you're on a side that like you know you're putting your money you people are always questioning like I don't really use Spotify and I have very strong views towards use like how I use it because for dance music like you know you're just kind of like being played through and I kind of you know you're making pennies off of fractions of pennies even <laughs> of like your money whereas whereas like and the only money that I feel like is like that to be made that is like well that can like help me be support myself is by touring which is then also can be very taxing on on you and your mental health and yourself and has been time and time again for a lot of people so it's kind of like a almost like a catch-22 where like because there is no there is there's few ways to support yourself like in a constructive way financially under capitalism as an artist um you can only so so far like do touring and stuff like that, which just puts you at like putting your own kind of self forward, which I mean, obviously touring it sounds, it, I'm trying to make it, I'm not making it sound like it's not amazing and special and vibrant. And, you know, you are staying in a hotel, you are kind of, it is a point of privilege, but it is still like, you know, a different when like, I can't even make money from the kind of um, music that I'm making and music that I'm putting out there, I can make like, you know, small amounts of money, whereas the effort that the effort that I have to put into touring is definitely way more profitable and viable to help me pay my rent at the end of the day. And are there other things that you think the industry should be doing to try and address some of these challenges in terms of better support for people, just building people's understanding of, you know, how to manage themselves within this? Or do you feel like it's something that needs to come from I don't know. I know that there are like Help Musicians UK. There's other. There's mm. music support. Do you think actually it needs to be kind of just better avenues to kind of seek support and also um, educate people about how to take care of themselves? I mean, I think it'd be so great if there was like some sort of like if you know Help Musicians UK or there was like kind of like a platform that kind of took responsibility and kind of saying like here are some resources and Help Musicians UK definitely is super great and even with like they did like the earplugs, they have like an earplugs um, thing where you, they'll, they'll, if it's your first set of earplugs, they'll, they'll give you, you can pay only 40 pounds. There was like, I think, I can't remember how the charity works, but basically you only have to pay 40 pounds for these earplugs that are professionally molded and worth like 150 pounds. So you can like, you know, help and make sure you're okay. Because even like being, having tinnitus is like, 
a terrible thing for your own mental health. And obviously with long music exposure in loud environments, we're all kind of destined for it eventually if you don't protect your ears. So like, I think help, things like Help Musicians UK are such like a really helpful thing. And I think like, you know, as much as on one hand, it's like, there's like stigma attached to like talking about things or like, you know, I think people now are a lot more online and a lot more vocal about like how they feel and what they're feeling like. I think that's also like part of the way that some people um, like even brand themselves in some ways. I hate to use that word, but it is a thing, but also like, you know, and I, and I respect that and I'm happy that that happens. Like, and, but there are, you know, there's some people that just still don't want to like be online talking about that all the time. And for me personally, like I, for my own kind of like, I feel like for my own mental health, like I kind of leave my social media as like, just like an output of artist stuff because I'm just like, I feel way more frustrated to be like sitting there trying to expel like my own sort of like personal, I feel like opening up, you know, you're really putting out yourself out there. And that's kind of a lot to be putting online. Um, but some people choose to do that. And that's, and I respect that. And I love that. And also like, I like to see that as well. And I think that's great. Um, even though personally, like I, I don't do it just because I feel like I, I feel like it protects me more to, to not be sitting there like on, like just expelling and like just saying things online about it. But like, I mean, I'll come on a podcast like this when it's like endemic to the conversation and everyone's kind of willing to participate and say, you know, whatever anyone wants to talk about. Like I'm obviously like an open to discuss these kind of things. And there's been good, like little collectives in the UK as well, like Saffron Music, who I did like a little, um, like, I guess a little web, like Zoom with them kind of workshop where we kind of just discussed, um, they just kind of like almost interviewed me and had a conversation. And there was like loads of people in that were just starting, like women that were just starting out in music that just, you know, just want to ask some questions and well you know I want to do it for the sake of them as opposed to like just for like a massive like brand or whatever like some some journalism sort of situation so I think if there was like sort of like a situation where people could like discuss really openly like you know bring back forums and shit <laughs> I'm a kid of the 90s so I bring back the forums so people can feel like this kind of sense of kindred community to discuss with each other and it not take place on you know platforms such as the Instagram or the Facebook, which are inherently evil anyways. <laughs> um, yeah, and I think it's interesting to try and think about building support networks and people who have got similar experiences that you have and have that listening ear and that kind of um, lived experience to help. Um, Elka, did you want to share any thoughts about what you think should change or what would make the biggest difference across the industry at the moment? I mean, I... I agree with what Yaya is saying in the sense that there's a lot of talk about what big companies and medium-sized companies are doing and what they should do, and then they do the, min the, the minimum amount. I think I see that a lot. Um, <clears throat> I think there's a lot of box ticking going along, especially in the last 18 months where things have been um, more at the forefront um, with the BLM movement um, I think people, because of the pandemic, have been forced to to look at things because there wasn't there was less ability to escape from it, and I think that's been good. But I do I, the result of that. I think sadly is a lot of people are box ticking and doing what they need to do rather than what they should be doing. So I think everyone everyone can probably do more. 
And I think I think it does. It's really important from a grassroots level to be doing, to be advocating and speaking up. Um, but I think it, you know, bigger change, like the, that's really important. But it also ha- bigger change has to come from higher up. And I'm not sure that that's going to happen. That's happening at the moment. So I guess that then that leaves you to just do the grassroots stuff and hope that you can positively positively impact through communities and through um through that avenue instead <clears throat> um like you know there's there's the the kind of balance lineup thing and we've just seen in the last few days there was a festival that was announced i can't remember the name of it um and it just had all white men just a dance for and literally there's just like they haven't even bothered they haven't even prote- they haven't even tried to tick the box they've just they've just just ignored everything that's been going on and just done a lineup that you could have picked up a hat from like 10 years ago five years ago whatever nothing you know like that that is that is frustrating on the other side of things with um um support for people in general i think i, lo- I mean i love the idea of bringing back forums and like community stuff again like I think that that you know I think it's it's I find I find social media quite strange it's not something that I actually really enjoy interacting with that much I I, um I always kind of joke with my friends that I'd really wish if I could choose I would just have an Instagram that was just like cats and food and architecture probably like that's what the finster the finster is all about babe that's what you got to get on what's what's finster like a like a fake Instagram. Oh yeah, no, I should just do that. <laughs> I mean, I really I should. should. I should just have a private. Like, I, I yeah, I've never been I one like to every, have. Like, everyone needs one of those. So then you no, I know. Maybe that's like. Over. I should just like to make a profile for my cat and just live through that. Probably be a lot better for my own mental health. <laughs> but um, um, yeah, I, 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 I'm a person that finds it easy connecting with people in real life. Like, I prefer talking and meeting people and I get I personally get a lot from that um um and I think because that's been stripped away it's been really difficult so I think personally I know that going forward when I have the opportunity to safely see people and do all that I will definitely make more of an effort to connect with people um in my community like I think you know it's just sometimes it's quite easy just to kind of jump in and jump out and 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 that's good to protect yourself but I think it's also important to make sure everyone else is okay too and um i think just enjoy being part of something like music is very is amazing at that it does connect people together um and like that's that's what the grassroots of music is about when you have club nights from like you know people are there because not just because they love the music but it's about hopefully about a culture um and i think that that can do so much good I mean, what I know from work we've done in other industries and sectors, if you find a few influential companies or organisations that are doing this well and can then talk about the value that they're seeing from that and why they're doing it and also showing what they've, any challenges that they had, but just doing that kind of influencing can be quite um, quite a good way to kind of bring the rest of an industry along if you can just unlock a few kind of progressive uh, organizations who are kind of doing this stuff well um simon did you have any thoughts to add to this yeah i just think um there's a few things especially relating to online whilst just in real life i think people need to get a bit better at uh being kind uh not you know being and also listening to people trying to understand everyone's lived experience is very very different and for instance 
I, uh, I'm never going to understand or be able to experience. You know, I'm, I'm incredibly fortunate as a white man, and I will never have to experience that what you've been through. But I've, if you can try and listen to people and try and have some understanding, or just like learn from them, learn what it's like, and try and make a bit of a positive impact um in that way just the way that maybe it might be really small you know just small things you might be able to do which aren't gonna change the world but they're gonna make people's life a bit easier and i think that is that's incredibly important i think it's very easy to be missed is uh, to kind of think that you understand what, what, you're, what they're about you know like you listen to their songs so you like understand that thing but it's like actually have that conversation and try and try and do something positive from it okay um, I think that's an interesting one to think about, you know, what you think would make the biggest change. I mean, I just wanted to ask each of you just about how you do take care of your mental health, understanding all of these issues that you've all been talking about, you know, that there are pressure points, that there are triggers, that there are challenges. So I don't know if you wanted to then share, you know, how you take care of yourself or, you know, one piece of advice that you'd give to someone coming up in the industry or working in the industry, you know, just something that you feel you wish someone had told you when you were starting out. I mean, um, Yaya, did you want to maybe start first, especially as a woman of colour, just to think about if you were talking to other artists coming into the industry, what advice you'd give, but also how you take care of yourself. I think we've all been talking about just how important community is and having a support system to draw upon. But I don't know if, you know, you mentioned a therapist as well, just, you know, just about how you support yourself within that. Um, I'm doing this thing now where I'm like not gaslighting myself. Um, cause like, if you, if you feel like, okay, this is an unsafe environment or this is what this is, or I'm experiencing that, like, don't second guess yourself. Cause we're like really like trained to second guess ourselves. If what we're feeling is in opposition of like people in power, like, okay, this is what this is and stand like stand firm in who you are like I used to be like oh am I gonna piss somebody off or am I gonna say something that um is my truth like not welcome in this space but now I um I I have to own own my truth and I also can't let um the things that are hard about being who I am, a black woman, um, in the music industry or in any industry, um, like the whole story, I have to also focus on the good, um, cause the bad is always going to be there. Um, so like now, um, I'm, I'm with big data, um, and I, I have a, I have a good situation in like, I have people I can talk to. Um, I have people of color I can talk to. And I just like, I focus on this like little circle that is like good. And I understand that like that's, that is, it's just always gonna be there. And so I just try to count my blessings. And when I'm in a position to speak out against what isn't working, I, I don't, I don't keep my mouth shut. I just, I speak, I speak because it's also my job to speak. Um, I think a thing that a lot of black people go through 
is like the guilt of um, just going along to get along because you you have to keep your mouth quiet yet on a lot of things to like bring it outside of race to like make it more relatable like think about if the whole world is like rent with it is <laughs> the whole world is ran on patriarchy and like toxic masculinity right and everywhere you go you have to deal with that and everywhere you go you you kind of have to like appease men and like make yourself more palatable this is not even imaginary this is real life <laughs> this is actually the real truth but like just think about that but it also happens with race and it happens on an even more extreme level with race. And the ways that black people have learned how to survive in any industry is to either keep your mouth shut or to become more like white people and take on like the, like, cause capitalism is a, um, is a white like is a white concept, and then you have like black people, black musicians who are hyper capitalist now. Like when you think about like rap and hip hop, everyone is talking about how rich they are and how poor everyone else is. And it's like that's the that's the thing. It's like becoming a part of the problem, and just or not becoming a part of the problem. And for me, how I, how I keep myself sane is. I have to constantly check in with myself, what's working, what do I have that's good? What can I speak out about when I can? So that one, so that I'm not always um, like that person on the internet that's always complaining and always going off. Cause sometimes that can be a lot, but when I have an opportunity like this, make sure that I say everything that needs to be said because I'm, I'm most times in positions where I'm talking to people who are more privileged than me. So I have to like use that opportunity to like, hey, walk away with this. And then when I when I have downtime, like, cause it's also not my job to always be doing that. And I have to focus on my blessings. And so I just try to keep the a balance if that answers the question. <laughs> No, I think that does. I think what you're saying is, well, just having a sense of self and just understanding yourself within dynamics that happen and systems that happen and, you know, taking things to take care of yourself while also pushing yourself to speak up when you feel like you need to. But I guess what you're saying is recognising that obviously has an impact on you. So having to then take care of yourself after that, I think that, yeah, that makes sense to me just in terms of just being reflective and just where am I at? Where am I right now? What's going to help me? What's not going to help me? And trying to just do that stuff to take care of yourself when, when facing challenges, whether that's related to working in the music industry, being a person of colour, being a woman, it, all of that, just I guess it's as you say, just as you navigate life. So I think that does absolutely answer the question. So thank you. Um, I don't know if others want to then share some of the things that you'd want to share with people just about how you survive, how you take care of yourself. Um, I mean, I have a therapist, but that's such a privilege. I, like, I realised that um, I was able to get a therapist and, and support and help really quickly. And that's just not for most people's, like, that's not possible for most people. Um, I think that um, 
being able to separate yourself as an artist and a human being is is essential and um i think friends and family can really help with that as well like i think it's just really important to have you know this is this is a job it's a career and obviously it's exposing and you're expressing yourself as part of your art and and part of your job but I think it's also important to have a part of you for yourself and for your friends and for your family that are separate to all of that too I think protecting that is really important um and I don't know like I've personally found mindfulness really helpful for my for my mental health um which I'm really bad at but I'm trying to get better at it but just being in the moment and um you know, like, I don't know, I don't know about everyone else, but like I definitely got into a pattern of like living off adrenaline and living off like the next opportunity, the next thing, like what's next, you know, that, you know, something can change tomorrow. And like, if it didn't, if it didn't happen, I would just, I'd feel quite depleted. Um, and I used to get that, I guess, from like performing and, and stuff like that. And, and when everything kind of drained away for 18 months, I think that's probably why I personally had um, a bout of depression and anxiety because I just was reliant upon that kind of like the next thing and like it's the social media it's like the what's that it's like the notifications all that stuff and like trying to be able to put that away to one side and separate yourself from it um I find extremely difficult but really helpful and definitely contributes to how I'm feeling um but yeah community being like this is uh, this sounds really stupid but helping other people helps yourself <laughs> i don't mean do it for yourself but like contributing to something good and and other helping other people around you it's it, it you know it's a circle of like positive energy i think that i think that's really important yeah no thanks for sharing that i guess before I worked for Mind, I did youth work. And the reason I then wanted to work for mental health is because, you know, growing up, we're not educated on the things that could keep us well. You know, we, we're not taught, well, I mean, mindfulness is quite a new thing, but we were never taught about things to take care of ourselves. There's a conversation about your physical health, you know, how to stay healthy, but there's not a comparable around mental health. So, yeah, now learning techniques, which maybe when we were younger would have been helpful and just trying to understand um, how to connect with our senses and turn off a busy mind. Um I don't know who wants to go next out of Peach or Simon to kind of share how you take care of yourself and any advice you'd give to someone else. Yeah, I can go. I can go next. Sorry, Simon. I can go next. Um, I completely agree. I just was like writing things down, but I would completely agree with um, what Yayo was saying on like, you know, checking in on yourself and also, you know, making sure you kind of like be honest with yourself and when you're not comfortable with things. And that is, that is, definitely something and like kind of like follow your own sort of thing like don't let anybody tell you like how you're feeling or what's what's going on for you and I, I also really agree with what um sorry I, I see Emma and I just completely forgot what you're Elka sorry I'm like reading Emma and I'm like it's not Emma that's yeah. not what you're saying um yeah as, as well about like kind of staying off online because I think you know, well, it's just frustrating the the crux of, you know, being an upcoming artist or just being at a certain point. Like if you've come into this role of you've kind of started working in, in music now, um, there is no way of avoiding having like some sort of social media presence. Like you have to kind of opt in um, and you kind of have to 
go online and do all the things and how much you participate is your choice and how much you engage with it even afterwards like kind of like like I, I got rid of Twitter like so long ago because I just felt like every time I logged into it it was just hella toxic it was just everyone complaining and like there's some really good things on there some really good conversations and also like come like you know some good things coming out of the bad but then at the end of the day there's also just a lot of arguments and it just made me also questioning so many things and while sometimes those questions were productive a lot of the time they just were very kind of putting everyone in a in a not in a great headspace so I mean engaging with where you need to and you know I think under capitalism we're forced to think that like I think a lot of people felt this in the pandemic that like everyone felt this like pressure to create when we were, you know, had all this time. And like, I couldn't, like I had no inspiration at all. And I felt really terrible, but I just like stopped listening to dance music. I felt like I was allergic to it. I just listened to like loads of like re-explored like a lot of R&B and like rap that I was like really into when I was younger. And then like also just like explored a bunch of trap and like, and um, all the new drill shit because I never really like took the time to do that and I was just like happy to like listen to something else and like I think that was such a big thing that I want to take away from this year when I start touring again is like you know don't just listen to the thing that you love even though I fucking love dance music and I listen to it so much like listen to other things like take inspiration and like take you know take other things in and different like just different music in as well because like that will help you and I think also like just from like a touring perspective, like, you know, sleep as much as you can, like don't go to every party and like, you know, do all the things that just make you feel good. Cause like, I remember when most people start touring quite a lot, I think they kind of instantly kind of feel this level of like, I have to like say yes to everything because you feel like, like I felt like that and I ran myself into a burnout because I felt so scared that it was gonna ever be taken away from me. Um, or that like it was the offers were going to stop coming or somebody was not going to be interested in what I was doing anymore. And so I, sp I spent like a year saying yes to everything. And then a year really like struggling and being like, I am exhausted because I've literally been just going nonstop. And to the point where like, it was nice because loads of other people that I was, that I would see on tour would check in and say like, are you okay? Like you literally play, you know, 11 times a month. Like, what have you been doing? <laughs> I was like, I'm just on a thin little thread right now, just about to break. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I definitely think like, you know, if you can afford it and if you can get in contact, therapy is the one, like, as soon as I started kind of getting on it more like therapists, you know, everyone, everyone will say it. And I think I kind of want to just reiterate it again in this, while we're in this podcast and for people listening, cause I think so many people and, you know, so many men, sorry, but like, you have such a stigma around like going and talking to somebody and around like, you know, doing the therapy thing and being that person that's in therapy. But to be honest, it's like, literally, if you have the money, it is the best amount of money you will ever spend because it's like so valuable to talk to somebody that is just like completely away from everything. And you can just say whatever you need to say and just getting it off your chest. And also depending on what field they're in, like helping you maybe work through some shit um, that you might be holding on to. And so, yeah, but I know obviously that's not an option for everybody. It's not, it's not obviously, but there are a lot of like options in the UK as well. Like, obviously if people are listening outside the UK, I'm sorry, I can't really, but there's, you know, there's like anxiety UK who offer like, depending on how much money you get paid, even if you're on like job seekers, like they do um, also allow you to like pay a reduced price. And like, you know, they, you can pay like 20 pounds a session or something, which is obviously still like for some people, not an option, but if you do, 
you know and also the last thing I will say is something that I tell like every artist like coming up um like somebody who's you know thinking about this kind of industry is like it well while you want to jump into this right away and you want it to be like everything that you want it to be like the big tours and like you want to be doing it all the time right away like take your time like take your time and if you're quitting your job to like start like touring loads like make sure you're comfortable and don't like you know obviously I I spent about probably 10 months too long working full-time and then like touring on the weekends and really running myself into the ground but I just wanted to be like financially sure that I was going to be okay because when you start you know you're taking gigs because like you need to take you need the money as opposed to like doing it that's when you start like questioning everything that you're doing in your artistry and that's when it all starts falling apart anyways so you got to do things you know give yourself the time and the space to grow and like you know don't rush into quitting if you have a job like someone told me before I did like hold on to it as long as you possibly can and you know I probably could have held on to it even longer and said no to a lot of other gigs because there's a lot of different things that go around that maybe aren't right but I'm I am thankful for for where I'm at and to be honest I would never sit in an office ever again so zero stars for that (laughs) but um yeah I'm really happy to be to be where we're at and but yeah take things slow because obviously under like we've just like it's funny how capitalism like keeps coming up in the conversation we're having because obviously like music you can talk about being an artist in this like beautiful like way but it you know it's all we're all trying to make money and trying to put a roof over our heads still at the end of the day and some of us in the most expensive cities in the world so <laughs> yeah no but there's a lot in there that you've just shared in terms of um good advice and top tips I mean it's interesting about the whole physical health because our physical health really does affect our ability to cope with challenges and someone once told me about taking care of your shed so making sure you're getting good sleep good hydration you're exercising and your diet and all of these things really can affect how you can then cope with the daily stresses and strains and pressure and and so on but yeah and then again as you said about financial stability and that is such a huge trigger for for people to struggle with their mental health if they're dealing with financial issues as well so thank you for all of that um, Simon, do you want to share some of the things that help you stay well or bits of advice that you'd offer to people just starting out? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I also, um, well, I was going to therapy. I've stopped at the moment, but I need to start again. Um, so, yeah, definitely recommend that. But again, it is something that's very expensive um, and not available for everyone. Um, so I think a really big thing is to not think about too hard about what everyone else is doing and worry compare yourself to your peers either positively that you're like oh i'm better than that or or negatively that you're not as good or that you're not successful i think that comparison is really really hard i just think it's really important to try and forge a path that's true to yourself and that you're happy with and not you know i think if if you're constantly tracing what everyone else is doing i think you're gonna you know it's gonna be pretty tough well that's what i found anyway and i think once you realize that um, then I think it'll, you know, you'll, 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 you'll feel a lot better in yourself for it. So I think that's one of the main things I'd say. But. No, that's really interesting. And I think that also links to some of what we've already said about social media and this thing about knowing your own intrinsic worth and other people can affirm that for you, but it's not about validating. But I think it can be really difficult for artists where your music is about your life experiences and it is your personal identity. So then when you are putting it out there, I think it is then hard to maintain 
that sense of self if you're getting really toxic feedback. So I think it takes a lot to try and manage yourself within that. So I think, yeah, that whole thing about comparisons, both in terms of, you know, where you've got to in life or the success you're getting and, and just comparing yourself more broadly is a really important one. Um, well, we're coming to the end of our time today together. I just want to say thank you so much to all of you for taking your time, you know, taking time out of your very busy schedule, soon to be, but, you know, preparing for the world to reopen for, for kind of like dance and, and events and everything. I'm sure you've been busy just in general. Um, just wanted to say thank you for being so open and sharing your experiences and all the different aspects of working in the industry and your personal experiences. Um, and just your openness, really. I think people would really appreciate how honest you've all been about what you're going through and how you manage yourself. Um, as I said at the start, you know, this podcast is linked to a project that Mind has been collaborating with Ninja Tune, um, Paradigm, Percolate and Polyon. And we produced a series of resources. There's one for organisations just so they can learn how best to support their people. And that might be employed people, staff, freelancers, artists that they work with. Um, but just to think about how they can support people. And there's section in there for managers so, so line managers working with teams there's one for artist managers as I said a really unique position supporting your artists and they're having to navigate and negotiate um, and, and support them with their life um, and there's one for freelancers and there's one for employees so it's all about how we can all support each other and uh, support ourselves so they're available at mind.org.uk slash work so I just want to say thanks to everyone who's also tuned in today. As I said, I hope you've been able to get a lot from this. Um, please access the resources, share the resources. And yeah, I just want to thank you again to the panel. And yeah, brilliant to speak to you today.